Welcome to Fox First Five. I'm Kelly Crichton, and this is the lovely Nick Lowbrain. <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. It's um, very, very early on Wednesday morning, and I was at the Coldplay gig last night, and my children decided to get up at the crack of dawn, so I'm a little bit tired today. Mm. <laughs> uh, Nicola was at the Coldplay gig in London at the weekend, and the FOMO was real, even though, to be fair, I started looking for a ticket before you went. Um <laughs> So it was great. Tell us, tell us about yeah. your experience first, Nick. How was your weekend? Uh, yeah, it was, was great. So uh, we went to London Town, and it was very nice. It wasn't as hot as last time we were there. It was only like twenty four this time, but it was still lovely. And uh, it was kind of a weird weekend because all the strikes, you know, between the underground. The underground was striking on Friday, and like when we got to Liverpool Street. Mm-hmm. We were in Liverpool Street maybe like half 11. It was so weird, the vibe. Like it was just haunting kind of like because all the queues were closed. Yeah. Really? So it was, and it was weird how much mm. of an impact it had because obviously a load of people didn't come into the city at mm. all or worked from home or whatever. So it was eerily mm. quiet mm. that day, to be honest, that morning. Um, So that was kind of weird with all the strikes and stuff. So we... Yeah, we were staying shortage anyway, so it worked out well because the Elizabeth line was still working. So we got to go into kind of central London and we met with the lovely Karis um, and had a few drinks. great crack. How did her show uh, go? Really well. It's on for a month. So you can still pop in for the month. Now it was closed oh, when we wow. were there. Or tell everybody where I it is again. Lexington Street in Soho. So I'll look it up again. But okay. um, so we didn't actually get to see it because it was closed. Because it was, I suppose, because they've been late night the night Aww. before for the opening. It was closed the following day. So, yeah. um, but I saw some pictures and stuff. And uh, Tom Carriage, the chef, was there and he purchased one of her paintings. So that was gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, good picture. Hey, you heard it here yeah, first, though. So, no, she did really well. She sold three oh, at three or party, so yeah, well done to her. Um, and then so we had a potted around there, had a few drinks and stuff, and then uh, Karis took us to this gas mad bar and just out of, outside of Liverpool Street. It's like a really, really tall building. It was like 40 floors up. So we got like the fast lift up, you know, where it just flies up like 39 floors mm. and that stops. And I was mm. like, Jesus Christ, I've never it's been really on one of them before. discombobulating, isn't it? Oh, so yeah. weird because you're just flying mm. through the air, basically. <laughs> you, feel, you feel like you're at the start of Star Wars yeah, where you're going through yeah, the yeah. cyberspace or whatever. I've never been on you know, one. It's... I've never been on one of those quick Oh, yeah. I've been oh. in a few. Even I've been in the Empire State Building or no, the Top no. of the Rock in New York. They have no. them. And, um, I'm not great. With heights, so I avoid that stuff yeah. normally. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, it was a bar, and I was half cut, so I didn't mind. <laughs> it was. Um, what did you? Was your Instagram post about the most expensive tequila in the world, or something? What? Did, well, it was, what? So it was very funny because we went. Well, like it was class. It is class up there, like you know, and it's obviously mm-hmm. like definitely where people go just kind of celebrate, and it's definitely very posery, like because you know it's just cool to see. It. You're literally above the gherkin, that the gherkin is mm-hmm. like two buildings over, and you're looking down at it, like which was really cool. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But so Karis bought like a glass of wine. She was kind of separated from us for a little for a few minutes or whatever. And I was like, well, how much was that? She's like, it was 12 pounds, wasn't she? And I was like, okay, like it's expensive, but like, you know, maybe it's all right. So then I went to the mm. bar and I like got your beer and whatever. And I had, what did I have? Like a vodka and soda. And then I was like, well, I'll have a few tequilas. I was like, surely it can't be that much for a tequila, like, you know. And uh, I was like talking to the bartender. I was like, what would you recommend? <laughs> Stuff, you know? Next oh, no. thing he started pouring it. And they were big shots, you know, they're like two shots in one. They're the very tall yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. It's like a drink, yeah. So he was pouring them, and as he was pouring them, I was like, and how much is one? 
Oh, no, actually, before that, I'd asked how much is one, and he was like, "I think it's about twenty pounds." I was like, "I'll just, we'll just taste one first. <laughs> he poured three, pouring three, and I was like, "No, no, 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 just the one, just the one. We'll just oh, taste that one, make sure we like it." Oh, Jesus Christ. It actually wasn't 20 quid. It was like 15, but still it was like 40 something quid for the tree drink. Because I was like, <laughs> no, oh it was definitely it was cool up there just to experience it. But like, oh my gosh, it was very saucy. Like, was the tequila nice? Saucy. <laughs> it was actually lovely tequila. Very oh. nice, like very smooth. No, like yeah. kickback yeah. from it. Jesus. It was scared. Yeah. It made me laugh. But like, I kind of felt like bad because they were the well, the guy I had was quite nice, but there was another bartender next to us and he was so thick and moody. And like this guy would obviously come in and just gotten engaged. Oh. And he was with his friends and his fiance. They were like, oh, can we have some Prosecco? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, we don't have Prosecco here. And I was like, you fucking oh. white girl. Like, just, <laughs> you know, just nice. be nice to them. Mm. You know, yeah. like, it really annoyed me. Mm. But that was Saturday. That was Friday. And then um, Saturday... We had a great old day walking around Brooklyn and all that and uh, had a bit of a pub crawl ourselves and it was lovely and uh, went to meet your sister for a little while and then we went out to Wembley and there's a box park now in Wembley. Do you remember yeah. the box park in Shoreditch? Shoreditch is one yeah, of them in yeah. Wembley now, yeah. yeah. So we actually went in there and the crack, oh my God, it was brilliant crack inside there. Good. It's cool. That, that one's shaped better because it's like a, a rectangle and yeah. you can stand up at the top it's and kind look of a down. Kind it's a bit like the timeout market shape, you know, mm. where you kind of have a bar in the middle, you had a couple of bars in the middle yeah. and a bar to the side and the food kind of all around. And that was great crack, like all the cheesy music, all the like 90s dance. Yeah. So that was great. So we actually didn't stroll up until about, I'd say, half seven, quarter to eight. So we just caught the end of London Grammar, mm. um, which was really good. Mm. And yeah, I was the only one who got the wristband. They were sold out. They were gone, like, so I never got one because mm. we were late going up there the colouredy one the lights and uh, yeah so we went in and it was just unreal and I have literally never experienced anything like that I'm so glad we were kind of sitting there because you really mm. could take it all in you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was really like I found it very overwhelming even like so emotional the scientists mm. bawling right like, mm. and I'm not even a big Coldplay fan like mm. I'm not I'm not into their music that much. I like mm-hmm. their newer stuff from the last 10 years because it's a bit more happy and boppy and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I absolutely loved it. I just loved the lights. I just found it really magical, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. What did you think? So, yeah, so I, I had a bit of a... I was trying to get a ticket and then I got offered a ticket via this Facebook group I'm in. And I was like, oh God, is this dodgy? Especially because the girl that was selling it didn't have a proper profile. And she told me afterwards it was because she's mm-hmm. in the police and that she can't have a profile or whatever. And I was like, that's kind of a convenient excuse, <laughs> you know? Um, so mm-hmm. I was nervous until the minute I walked through the gates, but I had a different ticket to the rest of the gang I went with. And uh, so I had to go in a gate on my own, but got my wristband, went in, happy days, no bother. They mm. didn't get any wristbands when they went in their side, which was ironic. Yeah. Cause, and I paid like 20 quid less for my yeah. ticket than they paid. And it was all a bit um, yeah, unfortunate. Absolutely. But um, we caught the end of the sport as well. Who is, I don't know, is she, is she called her or is it H-E-R? She was very good. Um, I don't know her. Like, mm-hmm. I'm totally not down with the kids, but she was excellent. Um, and... <laughs> um, Kind of like, kind of hard to describe. She's like rock meets R&B. She was really cool. She had a full band like. Cool. 
Um, she kind of reminded me of mm. um, Lisa Leftai Lopez a little bit, uh, but very cool, very oh, talented yeah, yeah. musician, you could tell, you know. Um, and anyway, found the girls anyway, and I I did really enjoy it. I was super sober, so it was interesting to be at a big, massive gig yeah, like that, super yeah. sober, because I've generally never, I haven't been at a big stadium gig in years. And I find with those, yeah. it's a very different kind of crowd, you know. So you've, you've all sorts in the crowd. Like, you know, you've people who are there mm-hmm. just for the crack. You've total diehard fans. You've people like me yeah. who are probably tagging along with people more so than like mm. really wanting to go themselves yeah. or whatever. So it's a real mix of people. And the one thing that blew me away, like I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, like I find Chris Martin painful most of the time but I kind of enjoy yeah, he's a total nerd as well oh yeah like, but this is what I was about to say like, like <laughs> he is like mm. an overzealous aerobics teacher you know who yeah, is, yeah. like <laughs> loves the outdoors and yeah. is just a bit of a hippie and he's so uncool yeah. you know I mean I go to watch bands all the time and they're yeah, like dripping yeah. cool he's that he's the least cool person frontman I can imagine but yeah, he's so totally. and he kind of, I feel like he embraces that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's into <laughs> even his clothes are a little bit small you know to quite fit him right or something and it's just like and he doesn't care that he's kind of gyrating on the stool funny and and, and that bit when they wear yeah, the yeah. alien heads and all that stuff it's like being at a children's puppetry cool. theatre or whatever but it's you kind of have to embrace it and sort of say, this is what it's all yeah. about. And I loved he stopped mm. and he said, you know, he talked about how hard it is just to be in the world at the moment and all the terrible things that are happening. And he mentioned about that mm. Liverpool shooting and stuff and like all that stuff, you know. And uh, mm. I just found it very endearing. And then the other thing which I was going to get into is the fucking phones. Oh, my God, the phones. I couldn't get over the phones. We were down on the flat, so the view was pretty oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, <clears throat> probably were better off being up high for the lights and all that. And um, yeah. at one point, I couldn't see. I couldn't see anything because of all the hands, yeah, <coughs> phones up in front of me. It was like that at Gaga as well when I was standing. Oh, was, now twice. Yeah. Like he stopped in the middle. Well, he stopped between songs at one point. He said, "Yes, I'll just try to connect and maybe f- put away your phone." And you know, we're here now and blah blah blah. And then much later on, and I'll see if he did this at your concert as well, but he, um, Sky Full of Stars, did the first few bars of it and then stopped and walked back on up to the top of the stage and said, can we please, just please, just for this song, everybody put away your phones, put them away, everyone. We're here, we're now, let's just have this time together. We're always mm. looking through a lens. Let's do, and he waited, he kind of waited till everybody put their phones yeah, away and yeah. stuff. And um, he didn't do that in London, no. Oh, it was, it was insane. And yet there were still fucking people around us with the phones out. Like I just was like, to the point where a couple of my yeah. friends were getting aggro with the people around us with the phones out. And I was just like, this is kind of backfiring in a way because the people who were in agreement mm-hmm. with him were nearly fighting with the people who still had the phones. And I was like, okay, now everyone's getting a little bit aggressive. Um, But anyway, yeah. Uh, I I just found that disappointing. The phone thing was just because the gigs I'd go to, like I think maybe it just because it was a bigger crowd that maybe don't always go to gigs and things like that. And there's maybe yeah, less yeah. gig etiquette or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, but I really really enjoyed it. I think the vibes and the crowd was good. And yeah, so recommend if anybody's thinking of going for sure. Yeah, the lights are cool. Yeah, so. no, definitely. Like I would say, I think yeah the that's the second time now that we sat like you know rather than the standing and I definitely prefer it now I think it depends on <laughs> I where, think I'm just where you are and, what's, and what's, just see, what kind of situation yeah. you're in where you're like um, 
The sound wasn't great in Hamden either. I was pretty disappointed with it as a oh, venue, to God, be honest. Oh, God, it was really good. Yeah. Wembley now. Um, Maybe but again, because just, you're up high. That's the first night there as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but I was delighted. He brought out Edwin Collins and he sang with him. And, you know, when they did their little stage bit. So, you know, Edwin yeah, yeah, Collins yeah. is an orange juice. Um I've never known a girl like you before. Oh, cool. And he, he's quite ill, actually. Um, I can't remember what he has. Aww. So it was wonderful to see him. It was really nice. And it was his birthday mm. and everybody sung him happy birthday. So that was really special. It was fab. Oh, so there you go. So that was uh, Coldplay and everything. And I must say as well that we were out on Friday night. We went to my friend Woody's gig. He's in a band called The Resistance in um, Edinburgh on Friday night. And we had a great whole night. And they did a great uh, uh, set, including covers by like... Uh, Harry Styles and um, <laughs> Wet Leg and everything. They have a new cool. set, so it was really cool. And we saw people we haven't seen for five, six years since we left Edinburgh, would you believe? Nah, so, nice. um, yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So that was it. That was the weekend. And right. and we went to see the Smiths and Smiths on Sunday and it was brilliant as well. Oh, what's the God? I yeah, meant to ask you, did you Estelle go? was a bit jumpy the at the start. Was? Estelle was a bit jumpy at the start, but then she settled into it and it was fabulous. Yeah, it was fab. Uh, um, then it was, what was Effie like? <laughs> dancing, jumping up and down, having a great time. <laughs> Just right near the end, she needs to go to the toilet. So we literally walked out before they finished. But um, no, it was fab. And then we went around the corner in the Pleasance. Uh, and they've got, uh, if anybody's in Edinburgh, actually, they've got this kids bit in the Pleasance, which is brilliant. They can go in and sit down and uh, make cool. things. And there's about 20 different things they can do. You pay like two or three quid. Oh, and they the can the little coffee thing at the back. Yeah. I saw that when we were there. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Cool. You can make T-shirts mm. or money boxes or necklaces or whatever. And we had a little bite to eat there and everything. So we did great all day. So yeah, it was fab. So that was their, the kids' lovely. festival day out. But there's a, bit of a, there's a bit of crack going on here at the moment because they've been men are striking and the refuse collectors and the street oh. cleaners are striking. So the city is covered in shit. It's a mess. Really? Yeah, it's really <gasps> kicking off. Oh, um, God. So anybody coming, you know, doesn't look like this all the time. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Oh, it's horrendous. Have a look at BBC. It's horrendous. It's just because they're striking for a better pay deal. So, But there you go. So oh, we've been God. guessing now for like 14 minutes. We better get on <laughs> Fox Force 5. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the quickest five things I ever. Know. Well, funny enough, there's my segue here at the start. Uh, number one. One. So first up this week is the funniest joke of the fringe. I thought we'd start with something funny. <laughs> I actually wrote a thing about uh, pensions and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't we do the funniest joke of the fringe instead? So do you want to hear well the funniest done. joke of the fringe? Yes. Um, I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me and I couldn't get pasta. <laughs> It's not great, is it? I thought it was pretty shit, to be honest with you. Um, so the Dave's funniest joke of the fringe accolade is voted for by members of the public. Um, this guy, Masai Graham, who won, also won in 2016 with this joke. My dad suggested I register for a donor card. He's a man after my own heart. That's funny. Yeah, okay, well, I like that one. Um, yeah. Comedy critics attend hundreds of shows across the Edinburgh Festival Fringe to create a shortlist of jokes, which was voted on by 2,000 members of the public who were not told the names of the comedians in the running. Mm. Now, in its 13th year, previous min- winners of the award include Ken Cheng, Olaf Falafel, Tim Vine, Rob Auton, Stuart Francis, Zoe Lines, and Nick Helm. Mm. Uh, Dave Channel director Sherry Cunningham said, what a pleasure to be back in Edinburgh. This Dave's blah, blah, blah. It's a fantastic top 10 full of newcomers and comedy veterans. Do you want to hear some of the other top 10? Yes, go on it. Um, Do. Did you know if you get pregnant in the Amazon, it's next day delivery? Um, <laughs> my attempts to combine nitrous oxide and oxo cubes made me a laughing stock. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, by my age, my parents had a house and a family. And to be fair to me, so do I. 
But it's the same house and the same family. <laughs> oh, I really like that one. <laughs> I hate funerals. I'm not a morning person. Um, oh. I spent the whole morning building a time machine. So that's four hours of my life that I'm definitely getting back. <laughs> mm. I sent a food parcel to my first wife, FedEx. Uh, I used to live hand to mouth. Do you know what changed my life? Cutlery. Um, don't knock threesomes. Having a threesome is like hiring an intern to do all the jobs you hate. Oh my God. <laughs> and this I think was my favourite. Uh, I can't even be bothered to be apathetic these days. There you go. <laughs> and oh, moving along Kelly, swiftly. You need to look at your, what your next career is. <laughs> I know. Uh, moving along swiftly. Number two. Over to you, Nick. Two. So there's actually some good telly coming back now. So it's good time, you know, coming into the autumn. Yes. Everything kind of starts to come back. So it's great. But I have a few yes. new things to talk about. So the biggest thing I have to talk about without spoiling it is the House Nugget of the Dragon. Moon. Did you watch yeah, it? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we might talk I'm about with it you free for, for maybe like three or four minutes. And if yes. you want to skip ahead, because we will be spoiling it. Not spoiling yeah, it, but yeah. we will be talking about it openly yeah. and going yes. into detail for the next few okay. minutes so we'll let you uh, um, skip ahead a few minutes there exactly yeah, yeah. yes so what do you think i am delighted to have a fantasy program back, back. in my life mm. yeah love it love yes. it miss game of thrones don't care if it's shit love a bit of fantasy <laughs> you know well of course yeah, i care if it's no, shit but yeah. i just love the tension and the moodiness and the sexiness and the great acting and the mystery and the dragons and I just love all that shit love it so I think yeah, yeah I obviously it was huge it, it was a, it was a I would say not a shocking or exciting first episode but it was like setting everything up you know like really good sort of yeah um, yeah first off what do you think definitely yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Uh, I was like, there was a few bits where I was like, oh, the dragons, you know, like you're getting excited about the little things. Um, yeah. They're very much like, you know, similar trend to Game of Thrones, sex, violence, like a lot of violence, a lot of like blood and guts, serious even violence, in the first yeah. episode. I'm very impressed with Matt Smith. Like I thought, I'm kind I of know. intrigued by his character because when yeah. I'd seen the trailers and stuff, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. I loved him in The Queen as well. I thought he was excellent as the Duke. He's going to he's gonna be the Jamie Lannister of this, isn't he? He's going to be like a good is. guy and a bad guy at the yeah, same time because he I gets on so. with the niece, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so i just wondering what's going to happen. So I've seen, like, if you watch the trailer, it kind of does tell you, like, what's going to happen with some of it. So does obviously it? Uh. the dad is going to move on and be with somebody else who we can kind of guess who that's going to be and all that stuff, you know. The daughter of the hand, the daughter clearly. daughter of the hand, yeah. yeah. So I think that then starts the war, basically, about, like, who's going to be his... seed. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. That's what I think that the the premise okay. of it is. But um, yeah, and the I uncle is going to look at the the uncle's going to side with her. Basically. I think that's, so. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of intrigued by. But also cool that he can also ride the dragons and stuff. We haven't really seen a man do any of that stuff. Uh, so that but, was kind of cool at the end. But also, what is up. the thing about like the impotency thing? You know, what is that about? Mm. Like, is he gay? Are they gay? Do they have? Gay characters? I don't know. Like that, that know. family, do you know what I mean? It did, I don't know. I can't remember from Game of Thrones if there was any... Was there any gay characters in Game of Thrones? I can't remember. I don't know. I was trying to... Yeah, there was, yeah. 
there was, of course, Baratheon and all that. Um, oh, yeah. the, I was, it was cool to like even see like the houses and be like, oh, Baratheon house. And you know, you know, I, know. And I said that's just the veil oh, yes. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they were yeah, pledging cool allegiance to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am willing to give it a shot. I mean, I was very disappointed with how Game of Thrones ended, extremely disappointed with it. But um, look, I'm open to, (laughs) to, uh, you know, enjoy it. So I did really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to the next one already. And yeah, I totally agree. Anything kind of fantasy. The only thing is, now I was saying this to Stuart as well, like the only thing that's a little bit undermining of the whole thing is because you know how it ends up in 200 years time. You know what I mean? (laughs) With Daenerys. Well, I don't know. I don't know. know. But but I don't know exactly what. Oh, so that oh, yes. story so maybe some is. of them do still exist, but she didn't know about them because we well, no, to believe that she's the last of them in Game of Thrones. Is that not the case? Yeah, she is, but she is. But we don't know what happens. Well, I don't know. I'm, but I'm not a big. Well, it massive, says at the start of that like, episode, the downfall of their house yeah, is yeah, in yeah. an eternal battle. So yeah, <laughs> is there any point in watching so, it? <laughs> But then, like, because her father, though, was the king at some point. Like, Daenerys' father was the Mad King. Okay. So, you know, so, like, something happens along the way. And then I don't know if she, if the daughter in this gets to the throne or if somebody else gets to the throne. I don't know what happens with this storyline. So we could probably Google it because it's probably been talked about in Game of Thrones. But, like, I'm not going to do that, you know, to find out how it ends. The audience is going to align with... The daughter. We don't know anybody. The daughter. Yeah. yeah. So she's I think the it's child. Well, as well, like you know, we've the, sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. But mm. also the dad is a bit of a flake and obviously like choosing yeah. the child over the mother and all that was, mm-hmm. that was so harrowing, that birth mm-hmm. scene. Oh my mm-hmm. God, it was, was it bad. But, yeah. um, so yes, so that was the big thing I wanted to talk about today. Just in another, just another quick one that's kind of totally different, but I think it's excellent. And anybody who likes, um, hospital dramas should watch. Oh. It's called, uh, Five Days at Memorial and it's about, King, no, it's a it's a kind of reenactment of real events after Hurricane Katrina and when the levees oh, broke way. and the impact on a hospital, Memorial Hospital in New Orleans. It's oh. it's harrowing, Is but it I'm only. It's actually Apple TV, but you can sign up for Apple TV for a week for free. Or if you get a new device, you get it for free as well. So oh. if anyone's buying an iPhone in the next few months, you get it for free for a year. Mm-hmm. Or you used to you get it free for a few months now at least. But you can sign up for free for like. A week and you nearly get them all in. Um, there's four episodes so far. There's going to be eight in total, I think. It's brilliant. It's so sad and like Jesus Mm. Christ, the things these people and like running out of water and like they're trapped basically in the hospital. And oh my God, Mm. the, the main character in it, you wouldn't probably know her name, Vera from Miga. She's like in all the conjurings. She's like the main, um, actress in the conjuring. He's like the main kind of doctor in this. It's, I'm finding it brilliant altogether. It's on like once a week on a Friday. So give it a few weeks and then I'll be on. Tell us what it's called again, will you? Five Days at Memorial. Five Days at Memorial, okay. Yeah, it's Um, really, so if you like that kind of genre of like medical TV, it's not even really like that. It's more like a disaster movie. Like it's terrifying, the stuff Mm -hmm. that went on. And it's all based on true events. And like just to, to, give you a bit more on it it basically opens that they find all these the, the first opening scene they find all these bodies in two rooms in the hospital like 10 days after the dead hurricane. bodies and everybody's gone obviously but there's loads of bodies like 25 bodies they find in the hospital and it's like it's what not the a morgue they've just put the bodies no. in there 
Well, there's God. they sure they lose electricity and everything. They don't have anything. Oh, God so, almighty. but it's that story of how they got to that point, and it's very obvious first off that like they've been given things like morphine and stuff like that. Like, so it's like what happened between. So you start, oh, then they go back in time, and you see some of the the. the so you're kind of like they might have survived, but they, they couldn't help them. They didn't. Have we don't know yet. Oh. We, do, we literally don't know. So that's the story. So we're like. For, we're on day three now of the five days and things I think I'll wait till you finish it because uh, some of those things I can't handle. No, it's really, really good. It's absolutely, loads of people were telling me about it and I started and uh, God, it's harrowing, but like, it's be like disastery stuff too, but it's real life. It was it's based on a court case, like in a, a book that was written in 2013. It was supposed to be the next American crime story, you know, the ones like, oh, like, yeah. um, it was supposed to be one of those. And I don't know, something fell through and they abandoned it for, mm-hmm. you know, was the, for the last one, they changed their mind. But then somebody else picked it up and made this series for Apple TV. So mm-hmm. it's a book originally about the whole cool. thing. Anyway, that's the TV. This um, I just want to mention really quickly, we watched a two part documentary film on Netflix at the weekend called Untold and it's about this Mm. guy called Mente Teo who's an American football player for Notre Dame in college football (gasps) massive I heard about this the catfishing Catfishing. Mm. Yeah, do you want to watch it? We'll talk about it some other time. It's worth a watch. Um, We'll talk about it. Yeah, I would like to watch it. Untold. Yeah. It's worth watching. Worth watching. I watched it. It's kind of like I'd say, like almost the original catfishing story before anybody knew about catfishing. Yeah. It was one of those type things. Right. right. Cool. Moving along. So number three. Three. So our fox this week is Tori Amos, who turned fifty nine this week. Would you believe? Um, she's okay, just interrupt you now. I'm disappointed that you're not doing uh, the Westmeath Rose, who apparently won the Rose Trilia last night. Oh, for fuck's sake. I, saw <laughs> I didn't even da- know. But can I just say, right? Nobody's talking about it. It's not on RT News, nothing. I literally had to Google who won the really? Rose this morning. Oh, so I think it's dying out. So just, you might be better. I was laughing because TG Keher's Twitter is quite funny and they put up yeah, that same picture it. I put up with the lovely girls. The lovely you know, and, girls. <laughs> yeah, and, and they were like unmood, you know, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'm with you, TG Keher. Um, nobody has given me any feedback on my rent. So I'm like, oh God, <laughs> probably nobody. Well, we had lots of listeners last week. So no, mm. I'm actually, I was talking to Denise and she was like, she's dead right. She's dead. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, um, no. I saw a picture of Dahi in an ice. I saw a picture of Dahi in an ice bath, and that was the girl's talent. Mm-hmm. It's showing him what the Wim Hof method was, and I thought, for fuck's sake! I saw a girl actually it was kind of cool. She must have taken off her dress, but she had like leggings on underneath rather than a tiny dress, you know. And she oh. did the broom, did the brush dance, or whatever. But I was kind of like, yeah. oh, at least she, you know, she her yeah, leggings yeah. on. She wasn't wearing like some. I tell you something <laughs> I learned during the week about the Rose Tree, which made me laugh. Uh, Gabby Logan was a rose in 1983 or four or something. She was the Leeds rose. She's she's on. um, She presents all the rugby and the athletics on BBC. Gabby Logan. Yeah, yeah, she's a super successful sports broadcaster. You know her like. Um, well, but anyway, I don't know, like Irish people, you would know her, you English definitely know her, <laughs> you would know her, you would know her. Uh, anyway, she'd be like Claire Balding and all them, she'd be in that gang, you yes, know. Yes, yeah, um, okay. but anyway, mm. sorry, back to Tori Amos. So, she's an award winning singer, songwriter, a longtime advocate for survivors of sexual assault, and Rain co founder. I'll tell you about that 
uh, acronym means in a minute. For over 30 years, Amos mm. has had a vigorous musical career, releasing 16 studio albums. She's also widely recognised for her activ- activism on behalf of sec- survivors of sexual violence and her willingness to address a diverse range of challenging topics in her music, including sexism, miscarriage and sexual assault. She was born in, on August 22nd, 1963, um, and she is a she's a classically trained mezzo soprano. When she was two years old, her family moved to Baltimore, Maryland, where her father had transplanted his Methodist ministry from its original base in Washington. Um, her older brother and sister took piano lessons, but Tori did not need them. From the time she could reach the piano, she taught herself to play. When she was two, she could reproduce pieces of music she'd only heard once. And by the age of three, she was comp- uh, composing her own songs. She has described seeing music as structures of light since early childhood and experience consistent with chromesthesia. Um, having already begun composing instrumental pieces on the piano, she won a full scholarship to the Peabody Institute at John Hopkins University at age five. Uh, the youngest person ever to have been admitted. She had to leave the age of 11 when her scholarship was discontinued for what Rolling Stone described as musical insubordination. <laughs> Amos was le- the lead singer of a short-lived 80s pop group Why Can't mm. Tori Read before achieving her breakthrough as a solo artist in the 90s. Uh, her charting singles include Crucify, Silent All These Years, Cornflake Girl, uh, Professional Widow, etc, etc. Her most commercially successful single in the, in the US today is A Sort of Fairy Tale. With her 1991 Me and a Gun song, Amos became one of the first well-known singers to speak out about her personal experience with rape. During performances, many other survivors of sexual assault reached out to her, including one 14-year-old girl who sent her a letter stating, I'm coming to your show tonight. Can I just come by and say hi? Because I know that when I'm finished here, I know I have to go home to my stepfather. He molested me last night. He's going to molest me again tonight. Realising how many victims had no one to reach out, Amos was inspired to co-found the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network, or RAIN. In, uh, in 1994, it's the lar- US's largest anti-sexual violence organisation and offers many resources for survivors, including a 24-hour national sexual assault ha- hotline. Amos answered the ceremonial first call to launch it. Um, she was the first national spokesperson for them. Um, in August 2013, a concert in honour of her 50th birthday was held, an event which raised money for rain. Um Two years ago, she appeared on a panel called Artistry and Activism at the Diversity and Inclusion Digital Global Conference, Carla. She's received the f- she's received five VMA nominations and eight Grammy Award nominations. She's not, I can't believe she hasn't won a Grammy. And won an Echo Classic Award for her Night of Hunters classic crossover album. Uh, she was listed on VH1's 1999 100 Greatest Women of Rock and Roll at number 71. She's married to sound engineer Mark Hawley. Um... And their daughter was born in 2000. The family divides their time between Sewell's Point in Florida and Bude, Cornwall in the UK. You'd want to be rich to be living in Cornwall. But uh, there you go, Tori Amos. Fabulous yeah. person. Interesting. Really interesting, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually know much about her. So, like, I, I know Tori Amos, but I didn't know much about her. So, very interesting. No. Yeah, unusual. You can tell she's sort of a free spirit, can't you? Why, what, what, I always ask you this now, but it's, it's really annoying you. It's her birthday. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. It's usually how I come across <laughs> people at this stage because it's like we've done so many of the big people that spring to mind, you know. Yeah. I kind of have mm. to go hunting for people a little bit more. So there you go. Well, very uh, good. Very interesting. Over to you, number four, my darling. Four. Uh, so I have some <laughs> random uh, Twitter accounts for you again this week, you know, my back to my roots <laughs> but this one I found the other day and it might you might have seen it because it's kind of gotten uh, it had a few funny ones up during the week um, and it's uh, today years old 
Have you seen it? So it's no. like <laughs> I was today years old when I found out you don't have to put something in the trash can. Yes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's actually gas. It's really funny because it's like some really, really enlightening things. things. Yeah. yeah, really enlightening things. Um, <laughs> today's uh, so like some of them are like you know them just posting stuff that they're interested in or whatever it may be but some of them are obviously like yeah that there's you know and it's a full account but I was today years old when I learned this thing that thing the other thing so I'm just trying to open it oh yeah so like one day at the day which I loved was I was today years old when I found out that donkey nannies exist and these are donkeys that they use in certain areas where they put the lambs into pockets on a bag on the donkey to get them up and down like mountains when they're like herding sheep oh my sheep. god that's and like hilarious. the pictures are the cutest stuff ever and um, mm. they actually had Miggle G. Higgins on it yesterday um, they had like the president of Ireland's dog accompanies him everywhere he has no idea his owner is very important and doesn't care and it's just like a picture of like Brood or oh. one of them like eating oh. his hand but oh. I think it must be a like an American account but it's very funny so another thing is like best thing I've learned this week is that seals do this thing called the banana pose when they feel safe and content and it's basically their heads up and their tails up and they're like a little banana oh, nice. <laughs> it's just really cute I just really enjoyed it um, <laughs> lots of animal focus there is there other stuff uh, like- no there's other stuff no 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 like um, eh, let me have a look uh, oh yeah there was one like about Gandalf from Lord of the Rings that like in you know, he smokes a pipe and actually the pipe was part of the staff and it's cool because I never noticed it before if you were ordering oh, yeah. it's like built into the staff and he like pulls it up and stuff. No, it's oh, totally yeah. random stuff. Those last few were just um cute animal ones. Similar. Yeah. Um another one just discovered that hospitals have baby vests to evacuate all the newborns in case of emergency. So they literally slip the babies into pockets on a vest to walk out of the hospital if necessary. It's uh, like that. TV shows on about and um, one about yellow watermelons being a thing. Uh, the one that got loads of press or like like went viral two weeks ago was the uh, accessibility button on the iPhone 13. You might have seen it. That was actually them who tweeted about it. So if you turn it on, you can actually double tap the back of an iPhone 13. It will take a picture. It's like a home button. It's no mad. Yeah, so they tweeted about that a couple of weeks ago. That's that's why I think they're now getting a lot more, you know, likes and stuff. That's why I saw them. Um, yeah, and that's what wow. the stuff just like kind of right. It's totally random, but I like it. It's kind of one to like pass the day. I find myself like doing stuff like that lately when I'm really bored or going on like because I I've like weirdly started going on TikTok and just it's just like the most mindless thing ever like scrolling oh it's such a rabbit hole when you go on there so I'm trying not to I kind of go through phases I wouldn't be on for a month and then when Mm -hmm. I'm really bored sometimes I'll be like oh I'll just take out TikTok but I find that account is a little bit like that because it's just Mm -hmm. all random stuff like completely Mm -hmm. random things so and you could keep scrolling and scrolling scrolling. mindless entertainment yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly well it sounds like you might learn something from that I was years old you know yeah so give us the handle then at I was today years old. Uh, at today years old, IG. Okay. It's, I, it's do you know Instagram. why they have IG? So they must be on, no, that's actually on Twitter, but it's oh. the same handle. So I presume yeah. it's on, I didn't check it on Instagram. I'll have a look there. Today years old. Uh, yeah, it's probably on Instagram as well, indeed. But anyway, it was the same. It's all pictures. So it would, it's um, multi social media platform me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, indeed, yeah. it is. Today years old is also on Instagram. Enjoy. Cool. cool. So number five. Bye.
I was going to talk about how uh, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation is crashing laptops around the world. But then mm-hmm. I had a, yeah, it's a funny story. It's just something to do with the some some bit of audio in the file. It's like oh. it's like when opera singers can smash glass. It's the similar. It's the same uh. thing basically. <laughs> but anyway, it's causing laptops to crash around the world. It's kind of funny. You can look it up. Um, but then mm. I thought better of it, and I've completely moved away from music news for once. And uh, I'm going to give you a recommendation for another podcast, controversial. Um, so this week I listened to a podcast called um, well, it's a series called Assume Nothing. Um, by mm. BBC Radio Ulster and this it's a series and then there's discrete series within the series if you know what I mean and this okay, yeah, and yeah. this series is called The Last Request so the main podcast is Assume Nothing <clears throat> and this story which is like six or eight parts is The Last Request and honestly I, I listened to it in like one sitting pretty much it is wow. so interesting and sad and That's lovely it's kind of a long story, so I'll try and condense it as much as quickly as possible. It's actually a friend of a friend who made it. My friend Jess that lives in mm. Belfast, her pal Kerry made it. And that's how I just saw Jess had shared it. So basically, it's Jess works for BBC Ulster and a journalist she works with, Laura, uh, was going out with Sky years ago. They broke up, but then he had MS and he wanted to end his own life. So they went to Zurich together. And uh-huh. he died, but he asked her, he was adopted and he asked her to find his mother, his birth uh, mother, no, and, te- and tell her that um, he understood what happened, that he forgave her, that he loved her, all this stuff. Okay. Uh. I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's a fabulous story. Um, and... So Laura does some stuff at the start, but then kind of puts it off for years. And then in the last couple of years has tried to um, find this woman. So the first few episodes are very much about her relationship with this guy, Martin, um, and his backstory and what happened to him and all that. But then it kind of goes off into more what was happening in Ireland in terms of the mother and baby homes. Now, he was born in Besborough and Cork. She talks to people from other mother and baby homes. We hear some horrific stories of things that happened to people in mother and baby homes. And then it moves on to kind of like the bureaucracy and the problems with trying to find people, you know, and how mm-hmm. FOIs and like, you know, data protection is causing huge problems um, and how we need new legislation to sort it all out and this stuff. And then it kind of comes back around to Martin's story again. And honestly, I was in tears three or four times listening to it. Oh, um gosh. But yeah. highly recommend. It's really good. You'll find it on any Spotify or Apple or whatever. So give that a listen. Uh, I just was lucky. I had a long oh. run and then I had committed to clearing out a few wardrobes and sorting clothes out and stuff. <laughs> so I had about th- two and a half, three hours of listening and it was great because yeah. I never get a stint like that. So yeah, so it's a Assume Nothing, BBC Radio Ulster and it's the most recent series which is called The Last Request. Check it out. Oh. Very good. So that's the crack. So um, we have my friend Miriam. Miriam oh. is coming from uh, Ireland to visit ah, us this weekend. Yeah. So and we're coming. She's coming on Friday, and we're headed to Connect, which is a music festival on Saturday, where we will be seeing the Chemical mm-hmm. Brothers, Nicola, after two and ah, a half years waiting to see them. Nice. Um. So yeah. Cool. So there's 
Yeah, there's, there's quite a few good bands on, but Chemical Brothers are headlining, so it should be good crack. So that's the Where weekend. Where is it on again? Uh, Ingleston, which is beside the airport. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It's, kind of, it's funny, though. It's like one of these kind of wanky festivals where, like, you know, middle-aged and middle-class, they've got, like, a chef's top table tent, you know, where you can go and get, like, a Michelin star meal or some shit. Why not? You know, and there's a yoga corner and there's this and that and the other. And I was like, oh, God, it's so... So not, you know, what we were used to back in the day, but um, well, we'll embrace it. Mm. You know, this is our lives now. <laughs> so that's the weekend mm. pretty much um, consumed with that. So it'll take, it keeps out of the city anyway, which is like a midden at the moment. What are you up to? Oh, God. Are you actually yeah, at home for a weekend? <laughs> yeah, we're going home. Uh, yeah, we've, uh, well, we're going to Clarny. So you're not at home. <laughs> yeah. No, that'll be no, good. Murphy gathering um, next next weekend. I don't know much on in September now. Besides coming over to you one weekend, mm-hmm. and then we're going away at the end of September. But um, yeah, so I don't know much on. So September is a lot quieter. Yeah. <laughs> I met someone yesterday at work, and they were like, "You look like you're having." the greatest time ever this summer I was like well I've mm. had a great summer I'm making up for two years yeah. of not doing anything so uh, why not yeah, and right. uh, sure right. you can't t- you can't take the money with you so just uh, it and enjoy it <laughs> and you have it um, says the 36 no, year old uh, <laughs> 34 34 I'm actually 35 Kelly oh, dad. <laughs> she's only 34 <laughs> I forgot my own age. I forgot my own age. What age am I? No, you're. I'm 34. (laughs) Am I 35? (laughs) I swear to God, this happened to me a couple of months ago where I was like. You're 35, Nicola. You're 35. You're 35. Okay, that's okay. Are you? 87? I am 35. Yeah. This happens to me all the time as well. Oh it's just God. I've got a round number this year as well. I can remember. After a certain... But before, that used to never happen to me. It's the last... It's since COVID, I swear to God, mm. I literally don't know what it's age, age It's old yeah, age. It's old age. though, I'm turning 35 in December. Oh, is it? I am. <laughs> You've just got gained a year. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> oh, my God. She's napping drinking this morning, people. It's okay. Oh, hilarious. Yes, yeah, so you'd be 35. I'm 34. I'm 35 in December. <laughs> well, you're six years younger than me yeah. and I'm 40. So. Yes, yeah, okay. I'm 34. Everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, I geez. think we should leave it there before we fuck up anything else. Um, Nicola. Um, Have a lovely week. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone, mm-hmm. I know this is probably like flogging a dead donkey, but if you take the time to vote for us in the Irish Podcast Awards, we'd really, really oh, appreciate it's still it. Open. It's open oh, to yeah. the 10th of September or something. But do it now because, you oh, know, fine. other people are voting all the time and we'd love if you would do that. Uh, muchas gracias. Um, oh, yes. So please. come back next week. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, if you'd like us to stop talking you can just turn it turn us off um <laughs> and otherwise uh yeah we'll be back in next week love you all be good have a great weekend Thanks enjoy lead le dying summer bye <laughs>